Welcome back to Buffs and Blindsides, the essential Survivor 46 recap podcast. It's going to take some getting used to. Well, today <laughs> we're not recapping. We're previewing the long-awaited. Is it really long-awaited? I don't It's long-awaited. This is the long gap between seasons, so it counts. It's, it's like one or two months. Come on. Actually, this, this is the short gap between seasons, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, okay, this is the short gap. Never mind, you're right. This is short-awaited season 46. It feels like it's Survivor all year round, especially with the podcast, you know. You can listen to our podcast any time of the year. You can pretend that Survivor's happening at all times. I was even watching some Survivor in the off-season. Pearl Islands. Great season. Great season. (laughs) The best Um, season, to be clear. Carry on. Anyway, there's a new season of the best reality show on television, Survivor. So uh, let's, I guess, get into things. How's it going, Evan? Uh, haven't seen you in uh, two months. Yeah, I, we, have, oh. we literally haven't <laughs> talked. Our, our first text, like I looked at our text stream today, and the one right before this was talking about the finale of season 45 podcast. So really, our entire friendship is predicated on Survivor, <laughs> to be clear. We don't like each other when not talking about this show. Um, Absolutely. I, I have to make one claim very clear. We are recording this on Monday, February 26th, which means season 46 has not started yet. <laughs> and that does, in fact, make this off-season content. So I'm not a liar. I Is thought what you're... Oh, yeah, when we said we would record off-season content. I yeah. thought you were going to say that this is the earliest that we've recorded an episode before a season. I think that is also true. No, we did one on a Sunday once. Did we? Yes, we definitely did one on a Sunday once. Oh, okay. I thought both times we recorded the night before the show started. Or we might have even recorded the day of. No, I don't think we did. No, we anyway. the, the first time we did it the night before. I just remember I had a fantasy football draft that I was doing the same time as one of our preview shows. And it was a very stressful night for me. I see. I always draft on Sundays. So, uh, so anyway, um, how many quits are we getting this season? <laughs> We're getting right into the meat of it. You know, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go zero. Zero quits. But I'm going to go that if we do get a quit, Jeff, Jeff will like fake give them shit. I don't think I'll actually give them shit. But I do think there's something there's something in place to prevent people from quitting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the thought of not having my torch torch snuffed is enough to keep me in it. OK, Jeffrey. They they send them to the sanctuary uh, to prevent them from quitting. I should think if you quit, you shouldn't get to go to Ponderosa. That should be your thing. You just have to actually like, keep living on an island for the next couple of days. Exile, but real life. Exile, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, now we're cooking with flames here. Oh, yeah, I like that. So... Uh, I don't even know where to start here. I think you probably had some points to make about like the what's coming up with this new season. Yeah, I've been I kind do. of tuned out to things um, aside from what I see on Twitter, which is just random headlines and interviews <laughs> with Jeff Probst and uh, also some crazy Reddit scandals and that stuff. But like, I, I never dive too deep into it. I don't need to know about these people's personal lives or. Uh, um, we get it. You're better things. than us, Tim. You're better than us <laughs> reality TV consumers. All right. I um, don't crave that garbage. <laughs> no, you just watch Pearl Island in the off season. Um, yeah, I just uh, 
Never mind. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I think um, well, one of the interesting things that does not pertain to forty six that came out in the off season, just to cover it. You know, uh, at the end of last season, we talked about when there would be a returning season. Uh, Probst claims that there will not be a returning season, at least through, what was it, 48, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check my I notes. I think he said 49. No, yeah, there are no returning players through 48, is what he said. Uh, okay. Um, so that's already one prediction for the next couple of seasons we had off. So got to got to take our, our first loss of the, the season <laughs> right there. Um. You know, I think when I'm looking at other offseason re- content to recap, I just want to point out that Madam Web came out during the offseason. That was a really important cultural phenomenon. Very important um, for this podcast. Very important. Tim and I sent a lot of content back and forth about Madam Web. That was the only thing we talked about. That was in Twitter DMs, though, not text. So it was fair game. Um, okay. And then the other Survivor content that I, I really have to focus on here is um, some recent some recent commentary from Mr. Probst. Uh, Jeff talks about how Mark Burnett, who was the the EP of the show for a long time, actually an EP before Jeff Jeffrey was. Um, That's how executive Mark... producer for those who don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. You can go back to being quiet now. Um. Okay. So, Je- uh, talks about how Mark Burnett, the the executive producer before Probst was really into kind of the villain arc. And he thought villain storylines were interesting. He thought nastiness made for good TV. That makes Mark Burnett like every other producer in reality television um, because it's it's correct. It it does make for good, (laughs) entertaining television. Probst, on the other hand, came out with a nice piece um, this offseason where he, he boldly proclaimed that Survivor would not cast villains anymore. How does that make you feel, Tim? Do you have an initial reaction to that? Uh, someone's got to be an antagonist. Uh, oh, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. He's got the antagonist plan. Do you know what his direct quote was about this? Oh, is it the game? Is the game the antagonist? Yeah, yeah. It's a little different, but yes, it's it's that twists create better negativity than negativity from a contestant could ever. I've never really nah. disagreed with an, like a statement more in my life than I think I disagree with that statement. Forced, contrived, uninteresting drama created by a show that's borderline just making things unfair at a certain point it is in no way better television, more entertaining television, or more wholesome television than actually watching villains play out Especially because in Survivor, heroes almost always win. True. Like, I know in the season Heroes versus Villains, our final three was a bunch of villains. Um, but even then, the hero of those villains won. The, the one villain who is aligned with all the heroes won. Normally, Survivor villains can only win when you handpick them a season. Or like, you handcraft them a season to win during. Cough Tyson, cough Boston Rob, etc. I don't even know how he could possibly think that twists create better negative, better negativity than a player could. I truly, I truly don't know how that works. Then he follows that statement up with talking about how this is the most vicious season ever. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. So to be clear, where there's no negative players, it's a 26-day game in Fiji. Those three statements alone mean that there is no way this is the most vicious a survivor season has ever been. There was a season <laughs> where people almost died of hunger and dehydration. And not one person, multiple people. That was Survivor Africa. There was a season of Survivor where the bugs, there was so many of these no-no bugs that people estimated they had about 200 bug bites each at one point in the season. The French Marquesas were deemed so awful that Jeff said they would never film anywhere near there again because of how bad the bugs were, even for the camera crew. There were seasons where players were lighting other players' stuff on fire or dumping food into the fire. <laughs> and you're going to call the season with the bunch of feel good, I just want to live my life, and stupid twists, the most vicious season ever. You better back that up or every day you look dumberish and dumber, Jeffrey. Oh, boy. Uh... So they they must have just taken away rewards altogether, right? That's uh, that's, what so that's, that's a great twist that creates negativity, Tim. I would love that. I would love that so much. It's so fun to me when they just fuck up the game just for shits and gigs. All right. <sighs> anyway, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I don't think we talked about this. Uh, not having a returnee season. I'm kind of annoyed with that. I feel like we should have one at this point. It's we've had so many characters so far. So far, we've had so many good characters that I I think we're overdue at this point. It's and such an like we're going to continue having four more, whatever, how many, however many seasons, five more seasons before we get another uh, returnee season is, and not even to mention that we've had people in the thirties who haven't gotten a return. Um, season it's, and i think that's uh, what's weird about it is like so much of the 30s was dominated by returning players as was the 20 like we had 20 seasons of survivor where there were returnees almost every other season and that was too much i remember thinking during that 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 was too much one in every four seasons should be a return it's about the right case one in every four one in every five and so i agree with that when you've had what is it so survive through survivor 48 so that's going to be nine seasons of Survivor. Because we're no, no, eight seasons. Sorry, forty-one was the first in the year. So eight seasons of Survivor without a returnee. I mean, that's a hundred and sixty. No, how many do we run? Eighteen. So that's that's a hundred and forty-eight contestants. Is that right? That's not one hundred and forty-four contestants. Uh, I can do math. I promise. One hundred and forty-four <laughs> contestants, and you're going to repick eighteen of those to come back. I just. That that's that's a tough sell. That's you talk about how your casting's never been better, and yet you don't want to bring back the best casting you've supposedly ever had, especially when there's so many like interpersonal dynamics here that that really feel like they deserve to come back. Right? This isn't this isn't just like random people, and then you throw them on a season. You call it blood versus water, and you bring in their loved ones or fans versus favorite part two. Like you can bring back Cody and Jesse, and that is going to be a fire dynamic to have on TV knowing the past mm-hmm. that happened with it, right? You can bring back Shannon Ricard, and again, that is going to be a fire dynamic, knowing what happened. Marianne and Omer, a really different dynamic than the other two I just listed, but again, it would be awesome to see how it manifests. And we're just not doing that. Because why would, yeah. why would we do intelligent things on Survivor, Tim? 
Yeah, and I mean, they're also not capitalizing on the fact that a lot of people watch many seasons of older, many older seasons of Survivor um, recently. Like, it's surging in popularity and they're not capitalizing on it. I don't know what they're doing. Um, It's kind of strange. That's a very good Um, point. I don't really know where to go from here. Was was there any other news that you wanted to get into? You said no auction. There is um, indeed no auction this year. They they said, they, and here's the reason why. I think we talked about this one, but it's too logistically difficult to make the auction happen. Um, <laughs> and do you want to know the exact reason that was specified for why it's too logistically difficult? Milkshakes. It was milkshakes, <laughs> and was. Mo- Money bags, like money persons. Those were the two things that were highlighted as the difficult part of the auction was keeping the milkshake sufficiently cold. And if they had to make bags for each season, <laughs> I can solve these problems in about 15 seconds while being pissed drunk. Maybe that'll be an episode of the podcast, a whole 15 second episode on Friday night. I think another thing that, uh, I think I talked about with last season is um, this season might be interesting because they didn't have approval for 90 minute episodes when they shot it. Um, And I know in the the preview for last season, Jeff was talking about this a lot. So they just shot everything like they had approval for it. Um, But they also had to shoot with like, I guess the assumption that they might not get 90 minutes on this season. Um, So it it sounds like there's not a whole lot of like actual infrastructure in place and challenges and twists and stuff. Um, Or or maybe those challenges and twists are more ad hoc in some way where they're just throwing something in there. Um, But it might be interesting. I, I would hope that maybe this means maybe some more camp life or something like that. Uh, Don't tempt me with a good time. You love you love that buzzword on this podcast. Uh, Our fans love to hear (laughs) camp life. It's a it's like a yeah a buzzword or a dog whistle or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Your ears perk up. They they really do. Um. Yeah, so it might be interesting in that way. I, you know, we'll we'll see how the premiere goes. We'll see how the first two episodes go. Um, a lot of these headlines are not good things to hear coming out of the mouth of the uh, executive producer of the show, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how things go. We'll see if we continue this podcast or if Evan gets so mad that uh, he rage quits because... <laughs> I think you could do it on your I don't own. Know. I believe in you. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe I'll do it on my own. There we go. Ten minute episode. And, and to be clear, I think Survivor is still such an ingeniously crafted game that no matter how hard Jeffrey tries to to shit the bed with it, it, it can't. It's just until you fundamentally break the game by like I mean, I think they've already fundamentally broken the game by removing people's votes, and even then it still works. So until they really ruin the game, like, they really, really ruin the game, like, Survivor will keep going. Like, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that, you know, us fans who have watched every season of the show, or almost all the seasons of the show, can agree that the 40s are probably perfectly average so far, right? Yeah. And viewership is the highest it's been since season two. I think. Huh. 
I think I think 40 was a relative peak, but then it stayed pretty high since then. Um, and that, that really is a testament to how good of a game it is, despite Jeff doing everything he can to ruin that. So <laughs> as much as I sound negative, I still love this game. and I, I still am excited to watch another season. I'm still excited to see players do interesting and creative things. And I think it'll be a ton of fun. This group seems like it, as much as Jeff says they've moved away from villains, it seems like a chaotic group, at least. So at least we still get that element of villainry. Um, I think chaos is pretty important to most villains games. And this certainly seems like a very chaotic group. Yeah, we're still here. We're still talking about it. So it must be somewhat good and entertaining. <laughs> uh, indeed, indeed. This show keeps us coming back. Um, should we jump in I to guess, talk about yeah, this season and the tribes and these contestants? Let's talk about these casts. Um, All right, I we're going to do this a little differently this nope. year, or this, this season. We, we're not going to go through person by person. We don't have enough to say on each of them. You really can't get that much from a one-minute video and a hundred-word bio. So instead, we're just going to look at tribes as a whole. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. Awesome. All right. First up, we got the Nami tribe that are orange because we really only have six colors we can use on Survivor anymore, and orange is one of them. <laughs> so the orange tribe featuring Hunter McKnight, age 28 science teacher from Mississippi. Liz Wilcox, age 35, a marketing strategist from Orlando, Florida. Randon Montalvo, age 41, an aerospace technician from Orlando, Florida as well. Stoda Thompson, a 27-year-old special ed teacher from New Jersey. Tevin Davis, age 24, an actor from Richmond, Virginia. And Venus Vatha, age 24 as well, a data analyst from Toronto. Um, to me, what really stuck out about this tribe right away, um, we haven't gotten to the other ones yet, but, but th this is going to be the alpha tribe of the year in, in my book. You think so? I think these three girls are going to be three of the best challenge women of the season, combined with having what I perceive is three moderate to strong men. Like, they don't have a weak man on that tribe. And I think those are pretty good recipes for success in the new era, as we've seen. I'm thinking that this tribe might be in the middle. Um, oh, you think this is the middle tribe? Okay. To me, this one is pretty clearly in first, I thought. I could be wrong. Hmm. I just think the guys from this tribe are a lot more. I'm between dumb. this one and, and, and purple. Yeah, I, I agree. Green. I think green is the weakest. I think green is definitely the weakest. But we'll but, get uh, into this in a little bit. Yes. <laughs> any, any particular people you want to you wanna speak to on the Orange Tribe, Tim? Thoughts? Anything you found interesting about them from your preseason or research? Um, I'm liking Hunter. He seems like a cool guy. He was he's a science teacher. He was going to go to med school, but dropped out to become a, a high school science teacher for like underprivileged children. It sounds like um, it's just in his hometown, but his hometown is a very small town in Mississippi. So, yeah. He seems like a cool guy. I don't know if he'll be good at the game, but mm -hmm. I I'm vibing with him. Um, OK, so Hunter for me, I'll be honest, like. I watched Hunter's video and I said, I, I love this guy. He was like front runner winner pick for me on the year just from watching his video. Um, thought he seemed fun, genuine, intelligent, personable. Um, while also having physical gifts. Um, <laughs> then, then I read his written bio. 
And in a bio that consists of, I believe I counted, and it's, it is less than 100 words, how many times do you think he mentions his high school and college GPAs? It, I read it. It must be like three times. It's twice, but it feels like three times because he talks about turning down a, sco- a full ride scholarship as well. So I, I, it's really three times in my mind, um, which also, in 100 words is impressive that you've really like like this is coming from someone else who like had a flexible GPA like. Dude, come on now. I mean, how old are you now? You're he's 28. Like it, it best you're living on something that was six years ago. Like, come on, come on. You know. Also, one of his hobbies he listed was building survivor challenges. <laughs> I don't know how much you love that. <laughs> you know, when I read that though, building survivor challenges to me read that like he's like doing um what's the like last last breath or whatever it is, the underwater like <laughs> cage one. Like he's just doing that in his bathtub. I didn't read that as I'm 3D printing puzzles and memorizing how to do them. So it didn't bother me as much. Okay. Yeah, I, I still vibe with them. You know, it's hard to tell from the bio. Like, I feel like the written bios are a lot worse than the videos. The written um, bios are bad this year. They're really bad this year. Yeah, I did not like them. I probably read through like 75%. Um, and then I switched to watching the videos because it, it doesn't really give you a good idea. Some people write down like... <laughs> Some really weird stuff. I don't know. There, um, there was some odd, odd stuff this time. Um, anyway, who else do we have in this tribe? Um, all right, for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention Soda. Right, I, her video was like so full of life in like a really positive way. I think a lot of the people in their videos kind of like brought up their, you know, their harsher backstory, whatever that might be. You know, the tragic necessity yeah. that you have to have to be on Survivor these days. And they, like, really make it a fixture point. Hers was just like, yeah, my life was shit, but I figured it out, and I'm good now. And I was just like, I like that way of mentioning it. I thought that was fun. I thought she seemed like she had a great personality. I think she's someone who could go far. Yeah, I liked her as well. I don't know how well she's going to do in the game, but I liked her attitude, and uh, she had a good video for sure. I also thought Tevin had a good video. Like, he just seemed like a big personality. Um, You know... I don't really I, I can't speak to anyone's gameplay here. I don't no one here really in every preview like, episode. I, I, I can't actually <laughs> judge them yet in case you weren't aware. But <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I can't judge anyone. Um, yeah, I can't speak to Tevin's gameplay, but he does seem like a cool dude. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, if I had entertaining. To... If I had to like give a superlative to every person in the cast, the one I came up with for Tevin while I was watching his video is the person I would least want to spend time with from this season. Really? <laughs> I think he would drive me insane in under five minutes. Just I don't know what it was. Like he seems like a very nice, very like I uh, like very cool guy. But you know, like cool people can just annoy the shit out of you sometimes. And he was someone who would annoy the shit out of me. I could tell. That's fair. That's fair. I feel uh, like Randon Randon might be someone who annoys me. I can also see that one. Brandon seemed a little annoying. Um, I liked the I liked the women from this tribe by and large. I think I think all three of them had enjoyable personalities. Although I will say that I don't remember why I wrote this, but this was in my notes while watching the videos. That for Venus, I've never been so confident that someone can't win this game as I am that she will not win. In our that, that, that? like in our time since doing the podcast, I never watched preseason stuff before our podcast, but. The most confident I've never been that someone will not win from their preseason content. 
I think her video came off as very unlikable. Even video though came off is like I'm smarter and better than you. Even though I don't think that's like how she seems based on like reading her written bio. It was just like the energy her video had was very like odd. It seemed very professional, like a uh, college essay type video. I wonder, maybe do you, do you think that Adam maybe like coached her or something and helped her out with it? I don't know. Is that true? Evan, no, no, I'm just her? totally spewing shit right now. I, I just like oh, to bring okay. that up as much as possible. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how she plays. I I did not like her video. I mean, she seems like a, an interesting person. Her video just came off kind of cocky and it came off so unrealistic, like so insanely cocky. It felt unreal. Um, <laughs> like it, it was it truly like left me. Baffled. I would say I would say it felt like. Very much like what she thought people would say in their survivor thing, like what she thought she should say in her thing, like, oh, people think I'm just some dumb, attractive woman, whatever, but I'm actually like a killer. <laughs> she she did that trope. And then she was talking about, I don't know. Um, what else was she talking about? Some of her professional experience and growing up less fortunate, but it just came off in a let in a way that was just I don't know, like a parody uh, I, of the show. There's going to be one thing I mentioned probably a couple times in here, and I always find the like what survive, what past survivor player do you think you'll play most like question really interesting. And when you say that the two most player or the two players you will play the most like are poverty and Suri, you have to be so <laughs> unbelievably full of yourself to think that that's accurate that I don't know where to begin. Yeah. Um, Any other thoughts was- on this tribe, Tim? I also think that Liz, uh, maybe she mentioned it in her video. She seems like someone who recently started watching the show. <laughs> Absolutely. I so got those vibes, too. <laughs> Which could make for an interesting player. Like, you you don't know what to expect with people who seem very inexperienced with Survivor. Um, Although I will say she that's, listed... That's exciting. Again, going back to my favorite question, what former player? She listed Russell. So she's at least seen old seasons. I'll give her that. Yeah. But when you do yeah. say your favorite former players are Russell and Sandra, like you're you're creating some hype for me that I'm expecting not greatness. I'm expecting a lot of fun from you when you say Russell and Sandra are your two survivor comparisons. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to the green tribe? What is it? Sega? I'm so down. Tim, walk us through Sega. OK, um, we got Ben Katzman who's age 31, a musician from Miami, Florida. We got Charlie Davis, age 26, a law student from Boston, Massachusetts. We got Jem Hussein Adams, an international brand mentor from Chicago. Woo! Um, we got Maria Grime Gonzalez, age 48, parent coach from... Dallas, Texas. Mariah Gaynor, age 28, a program coordinator from San Diego, California. And Tim Spicer, age 31, a college coach from Atlanta, Georgia. What do you think about this tribe? I'm going to... The first thing I've gotten, I just have to get this one off my chest, is um, 
I think Maria had to have the first ever like reference to breastfeeding in a Survivor <laughs> one minute intro video that I can remember. Um, I don't know if you can think of any others, but I just thought that was an odd thing to include in your video. Um, I, I read her bio before I watched the video and one of her. I don't know, I guess her like biggest accomplishment or something was that she birthed all three of her children at home without medical help or something. <laughs> And I thought that was very strange. <laughs> you know, there's certain people who I I can respect their willingness to deal with things, but I don't respect what got them there. And um, yeah, that sounds like this in that case. Um, yeah, she gave me strange vibes. I don't I don't know if I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I'm with you on that one. Nah, she she no, I, I don't really have much more to say. Weird vibes, very bizarre. Just every part of her video and her written bio just kind of left me scratching my head, like, what the hell? It's, um, it's it was so many random things thrown together as well. Oh, She's man. like, she was also like, I've I've run three marathons or something like that. Uh, yep. There's some other stuff like a motivational speaker or something. I I don't know. I think her job is also like everywhere I look has been listed differently. Um, oh, okay. Like, yeah, here it says a program coordinator on the EW, like cast bios. It says parent coach. I don't know what either of those things are. If I'm being honest, probably a me problem, but you're coaching other parents on how to parent, apparently. Oh, OK, cool. I wasn't sure if that was like maybe... I sports teams. <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe we'll find out on the premiere. Um... <laughs> mm hmm. Anyone else on this tribe that stands out to you or anything else you have to say? Um, I'm sure there's plenty more to say. I actually thought Ben is going to be like one of our more interesting, like in a positive way, contestants this season. Like, I think he has one of the largest variances of anyone in the cast. Like, I could see Ben being a first boot, but also winning it all. And I, I kind of love those people, you know, where you really get the feel like there's a lot of people where I think you're like, OK, I kind of know where they're going to go home. Like, Ben, I, I think it could actually go anywhere. And I always like that. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I don't think he was a good personality fit for me. Like, I did not like his personality. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Gotcha. Like he he yeah, felt very that. plain. <laughs> he felt very plain and boring to me. Very basic. Um, but you know, you do need some of those people on Survivor, and it was kind of good to hear that. Like, it wasn't some crazy backstory that he had. I think his. I don't know. His backstory was like being a walk on on a cross on his college cross country team, which, you know, cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but as you're saying, talking I, about. Oh, sorry. Go for it. I was going to say, as you were saying, he was definitely someone where I had the same thought where I was like, this person could go out really early or I could see them making it far in the merge. I don't think he screams winner to me. Um, okay. I would agree. I doesn't scream him. winner. Definitely doesn't scream winner. I could, I could, see I could it. see him going far. Um, speaking of people talking about running on their college cross country teams, I, I didn't even know Ben did that. But Charlie Davis, uh, he like Drew, but also anti Drew. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! I was so confused. I thought okay. I was gonna say there's no way they talk about running. There was no way that happened. I agree. Charlie is the like the the embodiment of blah. Like uh. The most neutral videos of anyone, although the cross country thing made me like shit myself with laughter. Um, <laughs> so the cross country thing, for those who don't watch the videos, 
is like, again, you know, everyone's got their tragic backstory and that includes people who don't have a tragic backstory. So his is about how hard cross country pushed him and how being a college runner has prepared him to tackle any challenge in life because there's nothing harder than that. And I was just like losing my mind while he was talking. He went on <laughs> for like 30 seconds about like why being a cross country runner is the hardest thing a person can do. And it was so funny. I thought it was a bit. And I don't actually think it was, but like I was convinced it was a bit while I was listening to it. He also talked about how he's going to be in different Taylor Swift eras. Uh, okay, that part was fun. That part I did like. My my favorite part was going back to the cross country thing. Whoever was producing this video, they made him like run down the beach. <laughs> I was actually watching the video, they're like putting stuff in my fridge. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm gonna have to rewatch it just to catch that. That's funny. Anyway, everything I just said before about Ben, that's that those were my thoughts on Charlie. I feel like he was a very blah person. He could go early or could make it pretty far, but I don't think he's gonna win. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on Ben. I I thought he was a cool dude, and I vibed with him. Yep. Um, I had a thought on Mariah, and my one thought on Mariah is I've never met a person in my life whose name is spelled like that version of Mariah, but they've had two of them in the New Era Survivors. So uh, that's just kind of wild to me. I I I I need to meet a Mariah, like a Mariah IRL. Like I met one who spells it with an A at the beginning. I. I've met multiple who spell with an A. I've just never met a Moriah. It's throwing me off. Um, yeah. And then I think Tim. Tim was another one of the most intriguing candidates for this season. Um, both his video and his written bio were just like very, very unique in a positive way. Like um, he seems very true to himself. Uh, another person I could see like going home first because he like rubs people the wrong way. Or, like, I can also see him being someone who rubs people the wrong way, but then just kind of keeps scraping by and keeps scraping by and, like, wins it all because everyone just respects it at the end. Um, so another person, I think, with, like, a very high variance to me. Yeah, he seems pretty cool. Going back to Mariah, I was going to say that she seems like a person, maybe, like, the person I'm most confident in knowing how she's going to play in the game based off of the bios and her video and maybe the most accurate comparison um with a player she compared herself to aubrey and cochran and i can definitely see that just based on her bio and how she was speaking and everything she seems like a very analytical person um to your point a great social game um i don't know if she's gonna go far i I don't know, but um, she does seem like kind of stereotypical survivor player. Her video felt so much more like thought through and prepared than literally anyone else's. It was like it was like hers was the one scripted one or something like it was just very composed. She knew what she wanted to say. Very calm, laid back. Uh, She actually made, I think, my favorite individual like analogy to her daily life in her video, which was how like in her daily life, she works as, uh, I can't remember what it was, sorry, um, a program, program coordinator. coordinator. Or yeah. It was something with the government, right? Yeah, it's something with the government. And she talked about how there's a lot of red tape in her daily life. Um, I just thought that was, like, really, like, a good analogy for survivors. Like, dealing with a lot of the red tape, like, a lot of the things you just can't control and you have to deal with and overcome. Like, I thought red tape was a good ana- analogy for that. And I, I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Who haven't we? We haven't talked about Jem or Jamila. Um, is her full name. The only thing I have on her 
is that I wish she was on the same tribe as Q and Venus, because I think the three of them are going to hate each other with a passion. Um, and they're all around different tribes, so really disappointing for me. Okay. You know, we gotta cheer for her, because she's uh, repping Chicago. Um, that is absolutely true. I don't think we've ever had anyone from Chicago get close to, well... The merge. Some people get close to winning. I think we've had two Chicago finalists in the past, in the new era. We right? have? We had Xander and Austin. I mean, they're not native Chicago people, Austin. but... I don't want to give like a U Chicago guy Chicago cred. So, uh, no, Xander is also U Chicago. Yeah, damn. Yeah, U Chicago is not. That's where fun goes to die. All right. No, it doesn't count. Okay. They have listed Chicago in their bio. I'm, I'm allowing it. Okay. Anyway, Chicago people have historically not done well in the game. Um, I don't know. I didn't have anything to say. She seems nice. This to me, uh, I'll like root said, for her. <laughs> I'll root for her because she's from Chicago. Um, to me, this tribe seemed like the the weakest on paper. I don't see either of these three women, uh, even I'll I'll be honest, holding their own weight in a challenge. Like they all seem like <laughs> the weaker ones. To, seem like the three weakest women in the game. I'll be honest. Like I don't hey, know. Maria, Maria has run three marathons. I'm going to remind okay. you. Well, when they have the and marathon also, winning challenge, I'll make sure to have her high on my draft flip board. Okay? And also but, birth three children without medical Well, assistance. when that's also a challenge, I will put her again high on my draft board. You know, maybe for the marathon running one, they can, like, they're, they're bringing back old challenges that are low budget. Can they do the one where they run around in a circle and have to catch the other team? <laughs> I love that one. I love that one so much. And they did it for like 10 years and then never again. It's so sad. That was a good one. Such a um, good but I, yeah, I mentioned earlier, I, I agree with you. I think this is probably the weakest tribe physically, probably for the challenges. I, I also think Charlie seemed like, again, he's got the runner endurance, but I feel like he had no upper body at all. Like, I remember laughing at his pencil arms in my video, so we'll see if that was accurate. That was through a t-shirt, so we'll see when he's shirtless, but uh, he seems like the weakest guy to me. So I think you have three of the weaker, if not the weakest women, plus the weakest guy does not seem like a recipe for success do you think this tribe is gonna vibe well with each other i think that like most of these people seem pretty chill i don't know oh you do i i think maybe not i think the tribe is like dysfunctional i think kind of all these tribes are dysfunctional though and there's a lot of personalities that are not going to work well together this season okay i think we're gonna see a lot of like personality flames like a la more 43 like i think 44 was like 44 was a lot of people who liked each other even if they like didn't play the game together outside of of Mm -hmm. course um bruce and uh katura but everyone yeah. else just kind of liked each other um i think this is gonna be a lot more like 43 where i think people just kind of like hate the hell out of each other okay you want to introduce the purple tribe i would love to uh, again we only are allowed to have six colors anymore so the purple tribe rounding out the purple green orange we don't even mix and match the colors anymore it's the same three that are always together that's okay banu gopal <laughs> an it quality analyst from Acton, Massachusetts at age 41. David Jelinski, Jelinski, age 22, a slot machine salesman from Las Vegas. First off, I have two questions on that. Number one, can you be a slot machine salesman from anywhere that's not Las Vegas? And number two, <laughs> is that one of the coolest professions we've ever had on the show? Me thinks, yeah. yeah. Um, Jessica Jess Chong, from uh, she's a software engineer from San Francisco who's 37. 
Kenzie Petty, a 29-year-old salon owner in Charlotte, North Carolina. Q Burdett, a age 29 real estate agent from Memphis, Tennessee. And Tiffany Nicole Irvin, an artist from New Jersey who is 33. Any anyone you want to start off with, Tim? Um, let me see. Huh. I'll, I'll get like... it. I'll get into it. Oh, oh wait, no. Let me do it. Oh, okay. He's ready. <laughs> yeah. I think Tiffany is gonna be someone that either I I vibe with extremely well or really dislike. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like, I think she could be either... I really liked in parts I did. Like, I think she could be really fun or super annoying. I don't think she's going to be a good player. Uh, <laughs> I actually think this tribe is like a good tribe for her. I think this is the tribe that's going to like each other the most by far. Okay. Yeah, probably. Like, this is like the only tribe I think I see working well together from their video. I don't see anyone in this tribe that looks like they'll be a problem. Exactly. This was the tribe without a problem. I think I think um, you might rub some people the wrong way, but I think this tribe has, seems like has a lot of calm people who can like ultimately deal with that. I think yeah. if you look on a different tribe, it could get tempers flying. But like again, like Jess seemed really calm. Kenzie seemed like she could deal with stuff with a little sass back. I think Tiffany seems like she can deal with stuff. Um, I think Jelinski seemed like he he seemed pretty like he could handle things. Yeah, I would have to agree. Anyone um, else that stood out to you, Evan? For me, it it was exactly the first three seconds of the video, and none of the rest of it. But the opening to Banu's video, like his, <laughs> I know what I you're gonna quote, say. <laughs> I don't remember what his quote was. What What am I gonna say, Tim? Oh, never mind. <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> he, he, he was too scared to put it on the record. Um, I'm gonna say that. He sounded exactly like Nasir for those three seconds. It was literally like I was listening to Nasir. And then, like, the rest of it was not at all that way. But the first three seconds were a Nasir quote, I swear to God. That's um, not what I thought you were going to say, but... Uh, what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to bring up that he, he said he's going to play like Spencer, or like he was inspired by Spencer and Kage, Kagayan. I did like that. that. that was, in my opinion, he had the best former Survivor contestant comparisons of anyone in this cast. Um, it was who was it? it was Spencer and one other one that I liked again. Um, oh no, wait, he was he was John Cochran was Banu. Who who said Spencer? No, Banu said uh, Spencer in his bio. Oh, in his written bio, he says Cochran. Oh, okay, in his video, he was talking about Spencer. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, that's funny. Um, uh, he seems like a kind of crazy person. He does. He definitely had some some quirk, quirk that I liked though, like positive quirk, quirk that's not right. like oh you're gonna drive me insane, quirk like you're gonna like be fun on an island. Mm-hmm. I have massively good vibes from Jolinski, and I can't describe why. I, there's nothing about him that was actually like oh yeah, this guy's gonna go far, but like in my mind, he's absolutely going far, and no one can change my mind on that one. I don't know if I feel the same. I, okay, I could you know. see it. I could see it. Um, he seems very game-minded. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good way to describe him. Um, I mean, 
I'm going to draw the obvious comparison to Sammy, who is also from Las Vegas and also had a weird job and was also kind of like this young Sammy a mortician or something. Pet cremator, I think, was his <laughs> occupation. <laughs> that was an odd job. Um, just seems very, uh, like a young guy who's very um, understands the game very well. Um, so I think he could play really well, or he could make some fatal mistakes pretty early on. But we'll see. Yeah. Okay. That seems also fair. also really determined to go by his last name, which is kind of weird. But he he wanted it to be so clear. He wrote his whole bio like when it or when it says like what would your friend say about you? He wrote it in the third person that he said he could call himself Jelinski like eight times. He's trying so hard <laughs> to make it a thing. And you know what? He's trying so hard that I respect it. So I'm 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 obliging him. You don't get to choose that. Jeff needs to <laughs> I don't Cochran think Jeff has done Cochran's that. Cochran's the most iconic last Did name. Did he really? Ever. Yeah. Cochran has to be called Cochran. Okay. On the mats anyway. on day one. Um anyone uh, else from this tribe? I want to I point out Ken- that for oh sorry, go for it. I was gonna say I think Kenzie stands out as someone who might be a really great social player. Um she just seems like a, a person who might get along with a lot of people. I or agree as her last name says, maybe yeah. she'll be very petty <laughs> and <laughs> have some beef with people. I um, think both of those are very accurate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The vibes I'm getting are like she'll get along with most of the cast quite well. Then there's gonna be like three people who she just like cannot work with and like will not let beef go and stuff. And it's gonna be her demise is like the vibes I'm getting. Kind of like Kendra last season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see that one. Um I will say I feel like Q somehow had like the craziest energy out of anyone. <laughs> did you did you hear that? From. I like, see where you're coming from. I think he started his by like his video talking about how he's one of 17 children and if you didn't get up early enough you wouldn't get breakfast or something. <laughs> I was going to say I think you might be the first and I did not fact check this at all. He's got to be one of the first survivor contestants who could play a season of survivor entirely against his own siblings. <laughs> I think we if Q's a good player, I think we should make that a thing. I think we should just have 16 of the Burdett siblings just play Survivor. I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. Anyway, his full story is I guess he is was a SEC football player. Um one of two from his town or something like that. Um and then he became some really successful real estate agent. So I don't know. I think he could clash with some people just because he, he seemed seems like very a big, opinionated, big, big personality, and also seems kind of like my way or the highway in some ways. He um, he had such like new era dad energy. Like the new era dads are all the like kind of curmudgeons who it's yeah my way or the highway. Yeah, and like he absolutely fit that description. And then I saw his age. I'm like he's 29. Like I swear to God, I thought that guy was like 44 based on his video. <laughs> I could see it. Um anyway, I, I don't think he'll win the game. I think he's might have zero shot of winning the game. Um, but I think he'll be very entertaining to watch. And maybe okay. like a good antagonist. I don't know. We'll see. We're not allowed to have those anymore, Tim. Only the twists can be antagonists. 
Um, okay. I think the only person we didn't talk about was Jess. Yeah. Um, I I liked her Gabby comp in her video. I thought that was a, a fun comp. Um, she wins two awards from me, two superlatives. First off, the person Evan would most like to be friends with in real life uh, goes to Jess. And number two, okay. the I want to pick her as my winner picks that I can manifest it, but I know she won't actually win pick. Um, I, I've been I've been high uh, on the I've been high on like I, I want a female like um, what's what I'm looking for, like a female like Brainiac winner. I, I've been craving mm-hmm. it. And like we've gotten some good female winners recently. I don't think any of them were the brainiac, like nerd female winner. And that's what yeah. I want. I feel like she could be that. I don't think she's gonna win, but I want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Um I was getting conflicting vibes from her because she was like talking about how she's kind of like silly and goofy or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I, agree. I did I didn't feel that vibe at all. We um, talk about showing not because... telling. It was telling she, us she was silly. She was, yeah, she was saying that. And then like the rest of her thing was talking about like professional career as like a software engineer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and working with startups or something. And I was just like, I don't understand these vibes. Um, in her written bio, she was talking about how one of her hobbies is binge watching 80% of a TV I love show. that. That was <laughs> a great panic- panicking about where the time has gone and then reading the recaps of the remaining 20% online. Um, She's so real. And then she also said, I don't do this with Survivor, though. I'm not that type of person. Uh, I disagree with that. (laughs) That was a red (laughs) flag for me. (laughs) You gotta finish the show. Um, There's so many shows that I don't watch the last 10 episodes of. It's crazy. I couldn't do it. Um. Anyway, how are we feeling about this tribe? I were you saying that you think this is the second, second best physical tribe? You think? Yeah, to me maybe first, but to me it is orange tribe is far and away the um most physical tribe. Um, but I think this is a pretty clear second to me. I can see it. I think the men in this tribe look like they're they'd be physically. Uh, a challenge, challenge. Your beast. point. Challenge. Looks like the tribe photo in Jelinski looks like such a little nerd in his tribe photo, and like <laughs> as does Banu. But I feel like when you like look at their videos, you'd be like, yeah, these guys are kind of jacked. They'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think I'm discrediting it too much based on the tribe cast photo. Yeah. Um. How are we feeling overall about this cast? I know last season. I think one of the first things I said about the cast last season was like they they feel I actually don't know if I mentioned this on the first pro, uh, podcast. I said like they all felt like leftover cast. <laughs> like they didn't feel like first first pick people. They felt <laughs> like okay, this is our second second round. We're gonna call these people in. All, all um, I'm gonna say, Tim, is there was a reason Jeff Probst reminded us eight times an episode that we can apply online. <laughs> but, you know, people on Reddit just complain about how they never get cast. So, uh, the pool's definitely out there. I don't know You're if right. you want to cast the people that are on Reddit, because these are the people calling people game bots when they're Probably also game bots. 
Yeah, um, that's fair. Um, I'm going to make a really, really insensitive comment in, okay. in light of the whole cast. Um, We're going to have to edit this out. We are going to have to edit this out. I'm going to regret saying it. <laughs> of the 18 people in the cast, five, five in their preseason videos referenced having addict parents. That is uncanny. Survivors hunting out tragic backstories again. And and you can't tell me they weren't. Every every person outside of the cross country runner had a tragic backstory this season. Seventeen out of eighteen. Come on. I don't think that's true, but I can <laughs> I'm too lazy to pull up the receipts right now. <laughs> Some of them were smaller than others, but everyone had something. Yeah. I yeah, I you know in some ways it's like I guess that in some stories you could say that makes people who they are today. But you know it, it also makes them unrelatable for it, yes a lot of the world. Unrelatable and also very strange to reduce people down to the worst thing that happened to them in their life. Yeah. Like yes. people are very different. <laughs> It's sensationalized in everyday their life. Just because something bad happened to you a long time ago, maybe when you were a child or maybe more recently, doesn't mean that that changes who you are in your everyday life. Or, well, maybe it does, but that might not affect who, how you play Survivor, is what I'm saying. And that's really all we care about here. And I also like I think when you watch these intro videos, I have like no clue how what the actual system they use for this is. But I assume it's not like, oh, talk for a minute and then we'll put exactly what your minute of talking was out there. I'm sure it was like talk to us for 15 and we'll choose what minute we want. Mm -hmm. So, again, there's like a clear choice to highlight the dark brooding past of these people. Which, again, we're talking about like focusing not on negativity, like not that that's negative. Like, I guess it's powerful to say you can overcome those things, but like. Again, it was just weird that that's like what you're dropping is you're like, get excited for this cast is like, look at all the shit they've been through. It felt <laughs> like you're sensationalizing their trauma. I didn't like it. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah, it is kind of weird. And it does feel like a little bit like, OK, this is something that probably comes up in casting. Like, OK, this is something that might be important to get someone cast on the show. I, well, maybe and that not. seems but fine. Like maybe. Yes. Like if you're getting to know the person over a longer period of time yeah. and getting to know how they how they work and casting them on the show. That might be interesting. I, I don't know how that translates to getting to know these people in a one minute. In video. one minute. <laughs> and then 30 seconds of it being about the tragedies that they faced in their life. But, you know, it might be relatable to some people. That is very um, true. That is very true. It might be. Which it could be really helpful to some people. Which is that why is awesome. I don't want to bash it too much. Um, Here's why I feel because okay. Because someone, someone can watch that and be like, okay, I went through the same thing. I can go on Survivor. I can conquer anything. Um, I like how we like very... I can go on Survivor and I can conquer anything. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, oh, if everyone's got a tragedy, no one's gets a tragedy or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also just think that uh, I think for me, again, like 
we're super fans, but we're also like casual viewers of the show. Yeah, in a way, right? Yeah. And so like for me, I feel like these are like this is like when a movie trailer shows you the best parts of the movie. And again, not that I want to like say that their trauma is the best parts of them, but it highlights this like important emotional climax. And when a trailer gives away too much of that for a movie, it takes away from the movie. And when you watch the movie, you're like, I already saw some of these like more interesting dynamic parts. Mm -hmm. And so when you're just like dropping all of that in the video and then you know they're going to make a point of bringing it up multiple times throughout the season too, it's just kind of like, do we really need the one minute video to focus on that as well? Yeah. No, no we didn't because we're going to talk about it every episode of the season. And like, that's okay. I it's If it's that important that it is coming up every episode of the season, clearly it is that important to that person. We shouldn't just cut that out, right? But like, I think so many of these things are things that like, why do we need to hear this from everybody when I know we're going to hear every one of these throughout the season? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I want the intro videos to really just like paint me a very holistic picture of who you are and your personality through like little quips and stories, not like give me your tea, you know? Yeah, maybe they're just doing it to prevent us um, podcast hosts and the speculators of the Internet <laughs> um, to, to reading too hard into anything. There you <laughs> it's go. like, I do not know these people at all. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's like, I, I really want to know what these people are, are like in their everyday life and not exactly. just like um, the college essay. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. This felt like the college essay version of all these people, which is not who you are at the end of the day. It's really not. Um, okay. Um, I also, going along with my quota, we do also have a one Dungeons and Dragons player quota per season now. That's just like an odd thing that's happened, I think, three seasons in a row. So I know Catan. Catan was referenced also. That was also referenced, but I like Catan. So that, that one's okay. It's allowed to be referenced. Okay. Um, um, I think when I look at this get... cast, so I'm gonna make one more point on okay. The Go cast ahead. When I look at this cast, this is the most apparent it's ever been. That Survivor is fully pushing towards like its target demographic is families. Um, okay. The amount of people in their videos who mentioned their children was also like way higher than it's been in the past couple of seasons. Like, I think this cast is a little older. It seems like a little more like maybe advanced in their stage of life. Like, I think it was a. Uh, like 42 and 43 were both by and large much younger cast with a couple mm -hmm. older exceptions who ended up going far. So it didn't feel like it was that young of a cast, but like, like 43 was like a very young cast overall. Um, and so I think survivor, like so much of the time in these videos was again, spent talking about like kids and family and stuff, which I think that is really interesting to hear about. So I'm glad we got to hear about it. Um, but between that and like some of Jeff Probst's commentary, it is so clear that like that is the target audience for this show right now is going after families and a lot of what they're casting is like people who are going to appeal to a wide age range, which I find interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Not a bad strategy, just something I noticed. I mean, you can also say that young people do not. I feel like his like. Historically perform well in the game. I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like, like the people who are college overall. a lot of the people who are like college students are not good survivor players um and i would say a lot of them don't really make for good tv to be honest um, yeah i i, I don't do really want, have much more to say there but i do want to give sorry one more thing that i just thought of while i was looking at the castle last time um last season i cried a lot 
about the lack of like socioeconomic diversity and diversity of background. We got mm -hmm. that this year. This cast had a lot more like not college educated, not white collar jobs. And I thought that was awesome. So kudos casting. The, you well, get a win for me for that one. There's also zero lawyers. There's one law student. Do we think he's going to you think he's going to lie about being a law student? <laughs> I do. I genuinely do. Probably. Do you um, think anyone is going to lie about their job? Someone absolutely. will probably lie about their There's job. There's no doctor either. And those are always the two that lie. It's always what's doctors. Yeah, there is a former athlete. Very... There's a former athlete. Okay, so we're good. We're good. Okay. That is very strange. I think a lot of we are seeing a lot of diversity here with these. No, these careers are definitely the most diverse in a long time. Like this is actually really a good, like it good career diversity cast. Not any. Well, I guess there's a slot machine salesman. I was going to say not really any that make me go like, what the heck? But <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, a lot of normal jobs, but jobs spread across the board. Yeah, I like it. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Same. Do you yeah. think you'll like this? the season better than the last season. What was last Do you season think you'll 45? like this cast better than the last? I feel yeah. like there weren't many standouts to me from last season. I uh, I think yes. I think when I look back, I think last season is one that's going to age kind of poorly just because like it was so dry with the four. The um, what was their tribe name? Was it Ratu four? Oh, Reba. The Reba the four. Reba Thank you. Like it was just it, like when you look back, especially it feels so cut and dry that like one of those four was winning the whole I knew it from the merge on. Um, and like, even if you didn't give in to yourself, then like you knew deep down. Um, that's uh, so I think I, I, I feel promise. I think that I think this is going to be at the end of the season. I think we'll say that was a good season. We said that about 45 too. I think we'll say again, this was a good season at the end of it. Yeah, I think last season felt like a uh, move in the right direction with a lot of things. Yes. Um, 90 minute episodes was the big thing. I thought Survivor um, did the most they could with what they had, which is a, a, a good testament to the behind the scenes production of the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you're really big on picking winners and first boots. I am. I, am. I was just about to ask. You know, I really hate it. Um, I know, and that's why we do it. That's why we do it. It's funnier knowing that you hate it. I don't um, even have anyone off the top of my head right now who I would pick. Okay, I've got... Either. Actually, the winner is pretty hard this year for me. I don't think anyone stood out as a clear winner pick. I have such a clear and obvious first boot pick. Like, it's so obvious to me that it absolutely won't be her. But <laughs> Maria has to be the first boot. There's no way. There's just no way she's not. On what is, in my opinion, again, clearly the weakest tribe and a person who, even if she's not the weakest, will be branded the weakest by virtue of being almost double <laughs> or two thirds, no, three halves the age of most people on her tribe. Three halves the age of everyone on her tribe, to be clear. Mm -hmm. um, like it, it's just the rest of the tribe has a five, sorry, six year age spread between Maria and the next closest age is 16 years. It's just going to be what happened like that. Her video made her seem just very awkward. Um, I, it, it's as clear of a first boot pick as I'm going to have, which means it won't be her, but it's still my pick. 
Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see her being one of the names. Uh, being between her and someone else. I'm trying mm-hmm. to come up who that other person would be. Because you're right, it should probably be the Green Tribe going to Tribal first. Um, based on our assessment from earlier. Yeah. Um, hmm. Who do I think will be first boot? I, I don't think it's going to be Charlie. No, I don't think so. I think he could go early, but... I agree. He's on the chopping block early, but I don't think he's first. Again, to me, it, it can only be Maria. It's so obvious she's the first boot to me at this season. I feel like it could be Tim. I think Tim could yeah. be a first boot. I think that's probably <laughs> the second pick for most likely first boot. I think that's my pick. I'm going to okay, go with, go with Tim. Yeah. Even though I want a, a fellow Tim to do well. Um, All right, who, I, I can get that. Do you have a winner pick, Evan? Have you have you come up with a winner pick? It's a hard winner pick. No one jumps out at you as like a clear winner this season to me at all. Um, I've got a top three. Okay, that's not one. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to decide which of my three I'm going to go with. You know, I'm I'm going to do it. My winner pick for this year. This season, excuse me. Hunter was close. It was very close, but he's not quite there. He was in my top three. I referenced it while we were doing the preview. Ben, I liked Ben a lot. Missing the X factor, though. I'm going to go Soda. I think I'm going to give Soda my winner pick. I, I think she just I think she just seemed like she had the stuff. She had the jazz. She seemed like she seemed likable, but also very cunning. Um, someone who would Someone who would play the social game, and I truly mean play. Like she would, she would form bonds just to break them. Like I, she seems like a gamer, but someone who won't show she's a gamer. I well, sometimes you just gotta trust the gut. I'm trusting the gut. It's soda. Evan, you know I had the same exact gut feeling. <laughs> I mean, that I was thinking, I mean, that. I was thinking the same thing. You know what that um, actually means? Just to be clear, you know what that absolutely actually means? She's the actual she's first, the first boot. She's absolutely the first boot. There's, yeah, okay. <laughs> if we um, both get the winner, she's the first boot. Yeah, I don't know. She was definitely giving me the vibes. <clears throat> like a final, okay. final three. She's giving me the vibes. Hunter might be giving me the vibes. I Jolinski, maybe. Jolinski was, Jolinski's my fourth. My my he is he rounds out my top four. Um uh, I don't know who to do I have to pick a different person? No, I think if you're feeling soda, you, you ride soda too. Okay, I'm vibing. Okay. She, um she's my pick. I I, I have like she's one other from she's also from Jersey. I feel like there's a lot of Jersey people that win this game. There's also a lot of, there's a lot of Jersey who go far. Recently a lot of Canadian people. Who win the game? True. That is true. The Canadians are I taking think v- over. Venus is from Canada. There's a couple from Canada. I don't, I don't think she'll win. Je- my girl Jess is from Canada. Maybe it's her time. Maybe maybe it's time. Um, yeah. If Jess wins, oh, I'm like yeah. half claiming it. Just so you know. Anyway. Um. Okay. I have like one other prediction for this. Is I'm like looking at this cast list again, just thinking about like the, the game as a whole. 
Do you know do you know how the season ten Vanuatu played out, Tim? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Please refresh TLDR. my memory. TLDR. The game started as all men's tribe versus all women's tribe. And essentially what happens is it, it's pretty even at the merge. And I think the women are up one going into the merge. And then they proceed to just utterly decimate the men's tribe. And they don't vote out a single woman until there's only one man left. And so it's like one guy, Chris, and like six gals. And then from there, the gals just fight it out. And then Chris ultimately wins because he just keeps being the middleman. Like the literal middleman. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're going to get the reverse Vanuatu. I think we're going to have, I think Soda is going to be our one gal who makes it a long time with all the guys and just keeps beating them all out by being the middle gal. Hmm. Okay. I think we're going to reverse Vanuatu. I, I have been on the women's alliance bandwagon for so long. This is not the season for a woman's alliance, I don't think. I, I think this is a, this season feels like a man's game to me. I don't know why, but I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But just looking at these contestants, that's how I feel. That's an interesting observation. I don't have any <laughs> additional observations cool. to share on the podcast. I'll save that all for uh, our, our first actual episode. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Love it. I'll have plenty of notes. Um, all right. I know we always do a wish list. Do you really have anything? I don't. Have I, only, I only have two, which is a much smaller wish list because... Survivor did so well last season making good on my wish list. I just want to keep it small and reasonable. Okay. All right. Number one, this is one that I have the utmost confidence will happen. I don't even think this needs to be on the wish list because I believe it's so hard. Um, I want them to continue to prove that 90 minute edits and 90 minute episodes are good. Um, mm-hmm. I thought 90 minute episodes was awesome for 45. And I hope I feel that they're awesome at the end of 46. too. That's all I have for that bullet point. The okay. next one. With that 90 minutes. I want them to be. A bit more. I'm trying to think like a succinct way of putting this because I wrote down dynamic with the edit and that's not quite what I mean. Um, I think survivor. Balanced. Spent... No, not balanced. I think I think it was really balanced last season, actually. And I think I think too much balance is bad more diverse <laughs> no what i want is survivor spent a lot of the 20s the 20 seasons basically just bucketizing you from the start and then you were just always your personality bucket there was you know there was the one jock each season and there was the mm-hmm. one cheerleader each season and you were that character the whole time and that's bad when your entire cast you treat that way i think survivor last season did such a good job of highlighting everyone that it got a little lost and we saw too much of some like you need to have a star for your season you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i i think you'd probably agree with this because i know you were more a fan of the big winner or the big moves era back in like the late 30s and that was like really the edit just kind of fixated on one person. And everyone else just became a side character. I don't want that. Yeah. I still want them to be intriguing to go into a finale wondering who it'll be. Because in the 30s, you never did. You knew who it was going to be based on who the final five were. I want them to make it. I want them to keep spreading the love. I want them early on in the season to give everyone their time. But I want it to 
ultimately come down to be a battle of maybe two or three people going into the end. Which I guess they kind of did last year, but I just, I, I don't need to see everyone from the cast. Some people I truly just want to be side characters, and there's nothing wrong with being a side character. It's a beautiful thing to be a good side character. I consider the character that I most relate to from like a TV show, Kramer, who is like the side character of all side characters. Like, <laughs> there's nothing bad about being a side character, and I, I hope Sir Robert is just okay making some of these people side characters, which they, I, yeah, I've heard of Sifu. I think they did do it to Sifu. I don't think they did, really did it to anyone else in 45. I think that's a problem. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I think that's a good, good constructive criticism there. And I do feel like maybe you can have it where it's more balanced in that way where it's like, I feel like from a viewer's perspective, it does kind of seem a little dumb to think like anyone can still win this game when like if you've been watching Survivor, right, you you know people have no shot of winning the game. Like why Um, did they have to make us think Jake was winning the game last season. It would have been so much better if Jake could have truly the whole time just been the dopey little goon off to the side, the little Charlie Brown of the season. Instead of having to give him a underdog, I might win it all because people feel bad for me at it. I, I feel like that made him less interesting as a character. And that it's reality TV. You sign up to be willing to be okay being a character. I would agree maybe less interesting as a character. I would disagree in saying that like you didn't like I I enjoyed that. <laughs> I enjoyed having this character where it's like, okay, I'm going to root for this guy. He has no shot at all. Okay. Fair um, enough. Like, I think if he would, he had won, I don't think he would have deserved it at all. Um, <laughs> but I, I think right. I would have enjoyed if the jury was like petty and was like, oh, okay, here's the guy from our tribe. Let's, let's vote for him. Um, You're, that's exactly I was rooting for him towards the end. I think you put that brilliantly, Tim. If 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 he won, it's because I would have wanted him to win because of a bitter jury. And I feel like if that and that would have been the only way he won. We said that on the pod. He had to have a bitter jury to win, right? And the edit that they gave him, if he won, it wouldn't have necessarily been painted as a bitter jury. He would have gotten the underdog story edit, and that's not probably accurate. Like. Mm-hmm. Be okay making people characters for the sake of accuracy. Don't create fake intrigue. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with all this. I, I think this is this is all good observations here, Evan. Thank um, you. Thank you. I, again, I said I was, I was keeping it simple this year. Those are my only two requests. Otherwise, I trust production. Things have been going a great direction. Keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I was gonna say like I couldn't come up with anything because I was thinking more production minded, and since you know they film forty five and forty six back to back, I don't think there's gonna be too many twists and turns that deviate from forty five. I could be wrong. Like I was mentioning about the ninety minutes and them not knowing what to do with that. Um, Why did I think season. this was like the start of a new doubles? Oh my gosh, this is yeah, this is the follow up of a doubles. <laughs> my yes. bad. Oops. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, for a production standpoint... So much lower than they were a second ago. Holy shit. <laughs> the second season of a double is like almost never. Unless it's like a decade capper. Yeah. Um, so okay. production-wise, I don't think there's really anything new here. Uh, you know, 
I can't really think too abstract here and think of anything that I'd I really wish for in this season. Um hmm. just maybe some good personalities and like you said, having that shine through rather than some contrived narrative to get people keep people guessing or whatever. Um maybe some shorter tribal councils. That would be well, good. No, they said they're they said they reinvented tribal. I forgot to mention that at the start. That was one of the things Probes talked about was like he said that they like are making changes to the tribal council formula. I don't know if that's actually gonna okay. happen. But they claim they did. They claim tribal council is gonna be more action packed than ever. And that they've made changes to get rid of people's caginess from tribal council. I I have no okay. clue what that looks like, but we'll see. <laughs> it's just like if, if he does it kudos. I will, it's gonna I will be people have disadvantages where they have to reveal whether they have a vote or not or any advantages. <laughs> or tone of honesty. <laughs> if Jeff calls awesome. on you. That would be awesome. Now there's now there is a twist I can get down. Um yeah, I don't really have anything to add. We'll be back with our premiere episode. Is it two hour premiere? 90 minutes? Two, two, hours? two hours. First two episodes are both two hours. Oh yeah, because Amazing Race doesn't start up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll we'll have two hours to talk about on Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace.